You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. I was just, I said, I like that you brought those. Oh, <laughs> me too. They're good. <laughs> Welcome to the Boss Hog of Liberty podcast. This is a hostage situation. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 304 of East Internet's favorite podcast. You can't declare that if you invited the hostage taker. <laughs> I'm signing to them what's going on, actually. <laughs> I don't know who the hostage is, if it's me or Jesse, but we're here. Uh, this is uh, Jeremiah Morrill. Mark Foltz, <laughs> Jesse Riddle being Jesse uh, Riddle. the protest candidate that he is. Executive <laughs> video audio producer Zach Burcham is over yonder. We're, Zach is in good, uh, good, what's the word I'm looking for? Good spirits. Zach is entertained. He has a smile. Yeah, he's a, he's Zach a smile. is very entertained. He has a smile since it's, 1982. It's really, it's really funny to watch like kind of like a form of the karma train come around. <laughs> Jesse got pestered real hard to show up tonight, and then he shows up, and he decides he's going to go full Jesse Riddle. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, the hardwood here is pretty bad. If you guys could have heard the audio between the show. It's uh, been... I need to buy some gear for these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, listen, for, for us having you on our website and considering you a teammate, you sure do make it difficult, hey, I swear uh, to God. ChatGPT does not know who I am, so... <laughs> Your guys' SEO is apparently crappy. Well, you can work on that, too. Hey, but it knows who you are, this, and it knows who Dakota is. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you, other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Topics today are going to be uh, revolving around Mark Fultz, Jesse's very good best friend who came here to support. <laughs> Yeah, you just felt bad. <laughs> I was conned it's Like my this. emotional support dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> emotional support fat man. <laughs> dog. Mark is a, uh, we've had him on here a number of times before. Apparently he doesn't know that Dakota Davis is in fact a real creature uh, because they haven't actually crossed paths. I don't think he's real. But Jesse, uh, Jesse is going to be sitting in for Dakota. Dakota's plan for today uh, before the four letter, uh, thing got him all all tied up keeping the lights on for people uh the mayonnaise company yes yeah. yes the the southern mayonnaise company where jesus also works <laughs> <laughs> they 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 kept him occupied so uh the the the, the goal the plan was that mark uh, fultz has gotten into the tattoo life professionally and uh dakota has a bit of an addiction so it. he said bring bring your books of all of your things and uh, and we'll 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 go shopping for Dakota's next tattoo, yeah. uh, and he's not here, so we get to pick it ourselves. So we're going to talk with Mark about about the tattoo life, what that's all about, 
and then during the course of the week, planning this, putting a lot of thought, time, and energy into planning this show, um, we noticed that it's real hazy outside. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Some of us did. Some um, of us noticed that it was noticed. hazy outside. There's there's a <laughs> there there's a, a a a guy on the internet who uh, who's really skinny, but uh, it has some Botox that's super funny, and his tickets are are turning into a commodity. That's like a tulip bloom crisis. Uh, Connor Daly got fired, and, uh, and that's, that's what we're going to talk about exactly. And and Jesse didn't read the notes, so it's going to be good. But if he did read the notes, he couldn't read it because the print quality is somewhat questionable. Yeah. Uh, so tune into the Patreon if you would like to learn about printers. I don't think that made the Patreon. Uh, I think <laughs> we'll go there anyway. I think it was the safety the, the safety time in between. Uh, but we do have to say thank you to the folks that make this show happen each and every month. The patrons they do get an extra fifteen to twenty minutes of open candid bliss from the hosts. Uh, and if you do fifty dollars or more a month, you get uh, shout out the front of every episode. Uh, that's uh, Christy Avery. The incredible, wonderful Christy Avery, the uh, the Wall House bomb, uh, and our Norwex dealer. If y'all are into Norwex, Jonathan Phillips, uh, City doctor. Council candidate slash Buick and GMC dealer over at Andy Moore and Fishers, and uh, Anthony Meyer of a different breed trucking who uh, who gets your FedEx packages through. If you need are any there, merch, are there notes over here to the left that you keep looking over here to read? <laughs> It's like our GMC and Chevrolet dealer. I'm like, there's nothing over here that says that. <laughs> Are you talking about me or Mark? Yeah, you, because you keep looking. I keep over looking here. over to be like conversational. Here, like oh no, it's just me. This is my natural hosting. Uh, cool. Is there, that, there are no notes. This did is we all, take care of all of the high donors? All of the notes that we have are printed right here on this document that was typed up 37 minutes before I arrived at the studio. Yeah. Anthony Meyer made it. All right. Great. Of a different and breed trucking. Thank you to Jesse Riddle for also a $50 donation every month. Yes. And what's the name of Jesse's company? In case that people need, we're, we're here to promote. You showed up. We're going to, uh, we'll do it now. at the end. Uh, final thoughts. No, we don't have a good retention. You should do it on the uh, front end of the show. Actually, I don't have high hopes for people sticking through to the end on this one. Uh, uh, yeah. So the letter is <laughs> the, the URL would be the letter B, the letter I, the letter T, the letter M as in Mary, the letter V as in Victor, and the letter R. As in Roger.com. Really? So if you're, you're needing some Bravo <laughs> Indigo Tango. Yeah, Bravo Indigo Tango. Mackinac. Nope. <laughs> I'm struggling with the end right now. Uh, Victor. Victor and then uh, Romeo. But I don't, yeah, M's missing the M right now. MAGA. There's some, there's some, dude, there's some dude from the, in a Marines. It's really it's the NATO phonetic Maverick. alphabet. Anyway, dot com, yeah, bitmover.com, B I T M V R dot com. That's B I T Mike M V R. Mike, Mike's in his car just screaming. It's Mike. Yeah, it is Mike. It is Mike. That's right. <laughs> Oscar Mike, yeah, on the move. Oscar Mike. All right. Mark, let's talk about you since you're the focus of this, even though Jesse's the petulant child sitting between us. <laughs> you didn't tell people to send you an email or message them at bosshawkliberty.com. Okay. We moved back. <laughs> yeah, fax me, please. So I, my, printer, my printer does a great job. Uh, Mark, you're, you're into the tattooing thing. You've been an artist. I I have always been a supporter, even though I don't always understand the artwork. I've been a supporter. My my laptop has rocked the Merker Mark 
phallic logo for years now. Thank you for that. Uh, tell us, tell us where you're practicing, where you got your doctoring in, uh, in, in, in tattoo artistry and, and where that, where we're at in this process. Cause you've got your book and it looks pretty cool. Thank you. Uh, well, I'm at black sheep tattoo society in Greenfield, Indiana. Um, I kind of got started. A lot of tattooers are not going to like this at home. Um, just tattooing random animals. Yeah, just any farm animal I could I mean, find. There's Pigs, a, there's a small I mean, town in Indiana with rabbits everywhere. Surely. So you could tattoo a rabbit in Shirley. But no, and- totally kidding on that. I'm not tattooing <laughs> cats and animals and pigs. <laughs> Although you can tattoo pig skin, and that's essentially what you really should practice on. Uh, no, but I got, I mean, I did start at home practicing on fake skin and way back in the day on a couple willing friends, and it, they were as good as you thought they were. Jesse, take your shirt off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, just dance or whatever you got. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to remember what it said. Yeah, just dance or something. I think that's what it. Let's dance. Sam Miller's Let's Dance. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I did have an apprenticeship in uh, Greenwood a couple years ago under some killer artists. It didn't work out. I ended up quitting the apprenticeship after quite a few months, but um, no hard feelings. COVID happened, man. That too. That was a weird time yeah. trying to get into tattooing when I just lost my job because of COVID. And then it's like, now I'm going to go like, draw blood essentially when people yeah in a pandemic yeah yeah cool um but you got some exposure to some cool people oh yeah for sure i learned a lot through it uh it didn't go unnoticed for sure um but then i I shelved it for like a few months and it just ate at me i was like i feel like i got more to learn or something to offer with it i mean it's like just the artwork i make it just seems it's fitting for tattooing so it just makes sense for me to like try to do it and not only that it's the hardest effing thing I've ever tried to do. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to run towards that now instead of trying to find a job that I couldn't find and hitting life going into work. What's up, Dakota? <laughs> uh, He's at home, but no, enjoying life. I'm a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to come out and yeah. do more of this. Yeah. He's not um, working. But no, I'm definitely new to it for sure. Um, I'm, I've, uh, I built my portfolio with like, a bunch of bunch of drawings, flash drawings. Um, for the people that don't know, if like tattoo flash is something that's usually like a trim down design. Um, that's very basic for tattooing. Something you can just like easily get basic line, basic shade, basic color. Uh, I so worked on this that. stuff you do in an hour or so. Yeah, hour or, or two, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then not only that, I mean, I've already had my own machine. I've had everything to do a successful tattoo at home. Um, but I sat home and just done practice skins, um, which is basically just plastic silicone. I mean, it teaches you a lot and it also is very deceiving at the same time. Like, I feel like I'm better on fake skin than I am with real skin. So that's where I'm at with actual tattooing. Um, I'm definitely apprentice level. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything because I certainly don't. I got a lot to learn, but it's, it's hard. It's working out. I'm doing it. So I'm not going to complain too much. It's hard as shit. And, uh, I respect it a lot. Cause so tell us about the art style. Cause that, that part fascinates me and you've been doing that longer than you've been in the tattoo side. Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine that you can, you can design something that for your, you know, for that you can do as a tattoo or somebody else, you know, you can have a, 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 a senior level artist do some of the more complicated stuff. Right. What's, what's your style? 
what, how do you describe your artistic style and, and where, where your ideas come from? I have no idea how to answer that question. Cause people ask me that I've, I've dwelled on it. I, like, I, don't, I don't understand. Cause there's a lot style. of skulls and there's a lot of boobs. Yeah. I mean, but like the stuff I brought in here yeah. is like, but there's also like pinup girls. There's, there's a lot of stuff that's like, it, it, it's, it's very unique. Like it's your, it's your style, but I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's definitely a traditional approach, like traditionalism, meaning the style of tattooing, um, like sailor Jerry type stuff, uh, as everybody has seen, like the very basic of the basic of style of tattooing. 1940s naval tattoos. Kinda. It's in that same vein. I, like I said, I'm just trying to, for me right now, I'm just trying to practice, you know, basic lines as you, if you look, flip through that or you could see them, um, it's just, it's just basic line and then basic shade. I'm just trying to get those two elements down and I'll start introducing more difficult, more color or color for that matter. Cause I'm not, I'm not focusing on color at all right now. Um, I don't know how to answer like what kind of style I got, but like, as far as like for tattooing right now, I'm just trying to focus on, I guess, traditional because it seems attainable to me. That's even though it's still super hard and difficult, but I mean, I'm not opposed to like trying to step out of those boundaries either and learn something much more difficult. Like I'm not very interested in realism. I know I can like do draw pet portraits on paper. I've tried to do a little bit of realism on fake, uh, fake skin and it came out. Okay. I'm never 100% happy with what I put out either. So it's, I think everybody's the most difficult critic. Doing wrong, I look at that and I'm just like, uh, I don't, I don't want to, I want to see it, but I'm also like, I care enough to put it together. For, for something that people could flip through, and if they decided they want to get it, they can get it. Because all the, most of that in there right now is stuff I think I could do. Some of it's a lot more difficult than I probably think it is. But again, I'm just trying to be humble about it too. So, like I did my probably my second biggest one yesterday, and it was a learning experience. Every single one of them I do, it's it's a little bit different because it's. I'm learning now that like I can do this on fake skin, pretty much expect the same results back to back to back almost. But then if I tattoo you, your skin's going to feel different than Jesse's for the most part or mine, or it's just, it might be the same design, but it might look different just because the way the skin is there's variations. Yeah. And parts of the body too. Like there's a lot going on. It's like the, the uh, fake skin can only go so far because it's usually on, I've been doing it on just like an armrest, which is pretty much flat. I know you, you can like definitely take like a pool noodle and then like rubber band it around it. So you like can purposely make it more difficult. Again, that's like what the practice skin has taught me, um, which a lot of depending on who you talk to, people don't like you doing that, especially at home. But, uh, and I've had a talk with like a couple other tattooers about it. And it's just like, they agree or they feel strongly one way or the other about it. And I get it. You shouldn't practice at home. You shouldn't tattoo at home unless you have like your business license and you're doing everything, you know, by the book as a, at that point you have a studio. But for me, it's taught me how to hold a machine, like understand what you're touching, everything that you're touching. And like when you should not touch what you're touching, like there's, I still think about it as I'm like actually tattooing or using fake skin, but it's taught me how to hold a machine. Um, try to like 
get me out of my comfort zone a little bit because shit's hard. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's so hard. Like, and if you flip through like the fake skin stuff from earlier, those are like, not, it's not even all of it. But if you go to the very back of the page, it goes to the very first like skin. So yeah, that's the second one there. Yep. You go to oh, it's the, the one that's like full of bricks because the it's heavy as shit. Fake skin the one that like, says pretend skin. Pretend, yeah, so pretend skin. But yeah, like the the very last page in that is in from I think twenty yeah twenty nineteen. I decided to dig out the old machine I had from when I think I was like fifteen for I don't know. I got a machine when I was like fourteen to practice on, and it's no, I mean all the way back. Like no no no, You're not all, the way all the yeah. Oh. Keep flipping all the way. Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. here's this is from the museum. <laughs> so yeah, that is like when I very first decided I think I should try to pursue tattooing like seriously, and that was like 2019. So to put this in perspective, so in three years you've you've gone you've gone from like radio to high definition television here, Bucko. Three years, it's like five. <laughs> 19 to 23 is four years. Well, I mean, he's not good at math. I'm, yeah, I mean, God, he's pretty lot. though, isn't he? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, all right. So, well, that that one's from definitely big. from like literally, <laughs> I think like January when I went and busted that stuff out. But anyway, no, the point is, is like, like that is utter failure. But that was like the first couple nights of said the only failure is that you got ink all over it. Yeah. But again, I don't know. like that was that what I'm saying is how much I've learned from there. Like I didn't know how to get the damn ink off the fake skin, which if anybody is even doing this right now or doing what I was doing. Yeah. They realize that's a problem unless you use a shitload of Vaseline to get that off. And that's just different between actual tattooing, but it's like to get that damn thing clean. It's, it's a nightmare. So do you put Vaseline on it when you, like before like I, you start touching it uh, for fake skin? Yeah. And then for and that's for fake skin, but depending on who you talk to, like right now, actual tattooing, like human skin, I'm using A and D ointment, but I'm using it in just like. Do you the do that air. before or after? Through the whole process. I was just going to say, on. do you need to hydrate the skin before you lay the ink? I've never even asked you this. Um, no, when, I mean, like if I come in with my pro- ashy Irish skin, like do you have to like. No, you don't have to do anything. I mean, I would prefer you be a little more moisturized. <laughs> but I mean, I was like, Will you come in and give me a massage? Before We're gonna you send you into the cocoa butter room. <laughs> now we'll just shave you up, uh, do some stencil prep, put the stencil goop essentially on you, lay the stencil, and wait for you to dry. You have a better printer than we do. <laughs> I probably do. Now he does. I probably do. The first one he had was rough. We we worked on it for actually. A, I think I still while. have that one. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, we worked I'm on still it for using a while, trying to get it to work. For so. How does how how's the process work with you? Because we, we had we had Chad Row on Ro Row I never know he's a killer uh, and you know he'll work the night before on art for somebody. You've got your flash book. If somebody says, "Hey, I want to come in and I want a picture of you know, say a, a formula car running over a yard of bricks," how much time do you need to be like, "I could draw that for you and we'll do a tattoo"? For me, right now, I need a long time for that because I'm so new to it. For <laughs> Chad, it might be a lot easier, and I'm yeah. sure it's a lot easier for him. Um, I'm not doing a lot right now. I'm not working on a ton of people. It's a few here. It's a few throughout the week. I'm definitely not busy every single day, but I'm, if I'm not actually – I'm always doing something towards that, towards the artwork. Uh, if it's sketching or making all of that because it's like that's the most refined version of it. I mean, I'm – my sketchbooks are filled filled with just garbage of what that turned out to be. 
like or what that was. And it's multiple revisions. Get but to no, that point. like if somebody needed that, yeah, preferably like for me right now, I definitely want as much time as possible because it's like I, I'm not going to bite off more than I can chew. And I kind of did that in the apprenticeship a couple years ago, and it it came out fine, but the stress level was was a major turnoff and I don't want to do it because it's like more severe than a permanent marker. Yeah. It sucks. Like you gotta, <laughs> I want to respect it to the point. I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm just not going to bite off more yeah. than I can chew. And yesterday it was like a difficult one, but it was my original design and I've probably done it on fake skin, different versions four or five different times. So I kind of knew what I was getting into, but again, you take well, it to skin. It's just, it's well, so part different. Of the, I, I assume there's a few things that you go, you look through in your little, your, Jesse and I are left brain wired. So it's, you know, the, how many tattoos does the other person have? What do they, you know, if it, this isn't, if this is their only tattoo, then it's a little higher stress probably than if they've got, a, you know, a thousand tattoos and it's just one more. I'll be straight up. If like you only have one tattoo, don't come to me. Like just don't. <laughs> I, it's it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I respect it. If like, like if Jesse being my best friend was like, Hey, I want a tattoo. I'd be like, nah, like, I just don't want to do that. I don't want your first tattoo. I w- I'd rather it be better. Like, that's me just trying to be like. Yeah. But it's where you, you are should. in the process, right? As we're following oh, yeah. you along. Because you're in 2030, you're going to have I'm a hell of a lot different experience level than you do in 2023. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely like apprentice level. I would. I'm not saying I'm better. I am. And like, I might even be below that. Like, I'm so I'm just I'm really just new to it. I've definitely done some in the past, like years ago. They've been passable. But again, like I just said, I look at my stuff and I'm just like, no, nah, I don't want to look at it. You're like even my girlfriend that does that. She has, but probably, my, well, she has quite a few from me and I'm just like, I got to look at that shit all the time. And I see my <laughs> faults and stuff, but I look at my own tattoos that I've got from like good quality artists. And I see like nicks and like hiccups so, in so it so as the process. To, like, maybe people don't even know. I, I do because I'm around you and I know what I know about tattooing is, but perhaps like Jeremiah doesn't know. Oh, I have no clue. Um, and other people who don't or who are listening, who may not have tattoos, like what, what sets, you know, like what would set or how would you know, like looking at something, if it's a, a good tattoo or not, if it's a good tattoo or not. And um, besides like, obviously we've talked about this. It's like, if the client's happy, that's all that matters. But yeah, cause from, a, a, from the artist's perspective, I know what to look for because of you've talked to me about it. And, and I've even said, like I went and looked at people who I think we know do great work, but if you really want to nitpick, like you can find flaws all day. Oh, for sure. Um, me, what's a successful tattoo or good tattoo? Just solid. Um, it's the best way to put it. If it's clean, uh, if there's no like scarring, if there's no, I mean, consistent line work, uh, consistent, like line weight. So if the line, is like really thick or if it, and then it like gets a little bit thin, which I'm noticing that with myself is trying to understand consistent lines. Um, you know, it might start off strong and get a little bit thin. And even the ones I've done on myself, I see the, the bad parts of it, but it's to me, if, if it's not scarred, um, it's not faded. Um, honestly, if it's just clean, not, not blotchy. So, but I mean, I've talked to people that like think they have shitty tattoos. I'm like, 
it looks fine to me. Like I'm looking at, it, I was like, nah, that's actually some solid line work. I feel like you are nitpicking it or like you kind of just don't like it. And that's like, you don't like the designs. You yeah. Like that's, the and they just, they put that on themselves. And I'm like, so, well, so that's the other thing, right? Is it's permanent. I think if it's on you all the time, you get tired of looking at it. It's like, you know, I, I don't get this way, but like a lot of people, you know, they get tired of the way their furniture is like, set up at home yeah and, <laughs> rearrange shit. and they want to rearrange it i'm like the same if you, thing. If you're, yeah i'm like to me it's like if you see it every day you're gonna get annoyed with it so it's probably nicer to have a tattoo you don't see every day i would think but like people just see it you're like yeah i don't even i haven't seen it in like five or six months <laughs> like it's just on my back somewhere i don't i can't see well, it and, and you're, you're talking about line weight right like you are you come from a history, you come at this differently. Your background is in graphic design. You spent a number of years professionally doing graphic design. So those are the kinds of things that you've trained your brain to think about. Right. I wouldn't even say it was graphic design though. Yeah. I mean, like that job was very entry into it to be honest about it, but it's, um, as far as like graphic design goes, my background is a, mainly self-taught with that with a little bit of like course training and then like the job i had i would just i printed beer advertisements and they were usually just stuff already put together and i was going in and altering the text i mean sometimes i have to get a little creative like with the breweries which was super cool but other than that it was very very basic like we could i could probably teach everybody how to do it within like a week or less i was gonna say i got to the point i was like dude we can automate your job like a lot of it was like it was template driven. Oh, it's definitely template driven. Yeah, like how it just help, download you everything. Help deliver beer to bars and tell them it, what the bucket special was that week, man. <laughs> yeah, that's you that's, downplay. That's, that's, it's that's a fam- it's an important role. That you're a with, cog in the wheel of the bar economy. Yeah, that was fake work. <laughs> that job was such a fake job, and it sucked. I was gonna say, you really, your your so art I'm drinking Miller Lite. Your art started. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Probably you were like, I'm trying to think like when you came over to my house and I scanned all of your art. Remember, remember when oh, I came for that t-shirt? No, like I scanned all your work for you one time and we digitized all your work hmm. so that you had it. So that it wasn't just on paper. I think I still have these scans somewhere. I'd have to see. I'm not, familiar. but it was like, yeah, so there was like a, an owl and some, the owl stuff. was that t-shirt though. Yeah. But it, there was other stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say you, I would say I'm it's like kind of like mixed media, like because you would do like pencil, you'd use like colored pencils, you would do marker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you did, I'm not saying mixed media might include like clay work and stuff. You didn't really no mix me, yeah, that's perfect. But like, yeah, I would say like that. You're more, you're more of like a non digital like mixed media artist where it's driven through ink and charcoal and paint. Um, and so you have morphed more into a digital artist, although you, now you're, you're kind of going back, but you're doing what I've explained to you and others. It's like, it's kind of like vector art, but in a, not using vectors, <laughs> like you're not using vectors at all. Like, right. Yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm still trying to convince them <laughs> to know. do it, but and but it's because I think only because I think it'll streamline your workflow. But the you're doing like more simplified versions of things because it's learning 
like learning the apps, the idea of like less is more, right? Like, Oh yeah. And like going through that. So. so I've learned like that term, the less is more so much from that beer, uh, print advertising job. It's like, you don't need all this clutter and bullshit to read a $3 price beer. change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like less is more with this stuff. Be super simple. So, so I, like I, I'm watching the chat. Danny Morrill's very happy with, um, with the work you did designing his custom basketball yeah, he's jerseys. reached out to me about a tattoo and I've, I've, I've even asked the guy that I'm under about the tattoo he wants. And I, he's like, he doesn't recommend it either. I'm sorry, Danny. What's he want? <laughs> uh, I won't put that out there for him. Oh, let's, let's help him. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean, he did want like something on his finger. I'm just joking, but it's like he, I, the way I understood it, he wanted it like a ring, like pretty much a ring around his finger. It'll work fine on the top, but on the bottom of your wear finger, out. it's it's just going to wear out. And I'm like, I kind of don't want to get involved with that right now because it's just, <laughs> it's not that I want. And that's another thing, right? Right now, I'm only like accepting arms and legs. Like I'm not doing your, within reason. I mean, and I'm only doing black, just black lines, black shades, like I said, from the foundation of it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to do hands or anything like that right now. Because again, I know where I stand. I'm, I'm constantly reminding these people hey there might be inconsistencies in the stuff like i am new i am learning but no to add on to that like you mentioned earlier about like and to bring it back to your original question it's like what's my style i don't know how to answer that because it's like i've got i've got knowledge in digital art of like making like digital paintings um doing exactly like this traditional style of artwork that i have here which is mainly mixed or made with uh, markers and colored pencil and coffee to sustain it. Um, I, I know how to do that just as well in Photoshop or digitally. I mean, I can make I can make a beer advertisement. I can do a, a, a pet portrait. You've I done can, like I, custom I, like I'm landscapes. I mean, you've done some really cool stuff. Yeah, it's just like I don't know how to label myself. I'm just lately I'm understanding as I'm like I'm very fascinated in the things I don't know how to do. And it frustrates me. Like even with not only like with tattooing, just artwork in general, just like, looking around the corners, yeah, uh, the, yeah. What, 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 trying to fill in the gaps. Yeah. And it, it drives me, nuts. but you're on your worst, you're on your work. You're your own worst enemy. Yeah, don't don't wrong. I don't like to look at my stuff and I'm like, uh, I see my faults, but again, like the traditional style approach is, um, like, like you said, you've seen a couple of pinups in there. I'm not good at the human figure at all. Like I can't draw hands. I suck at it. But like a pinup, you take the most basic points of it, even with traditional art. Um, you just like to start with the round parts. So, yeah, start start there <laughs> and work your way out. No, <laughs> no. Uh, so, no. Like like if you look at like a pinup's face, like a very basic drawing or a tattoo, you look at her eyes. It's just going to be an arch. It might have a couple wisps wisps <laughs> for uh, like the eyelash and a dot for the eye, and then like two dots for the nose. And you, you put it all together and your brain understands, you know, that's a face, but it's like, that's what I'm fascinated about it. And when I very first started the apprenticeship, like I got humbled really fast because I had a newfound appreciation for like traditional style tattooing or just traditional arts. It's like, Oh, you really trim the fat of everything on this to make it the most simplest form. And, but a way that's still readable and you understand it. And that's, that's kind of what I'm like always trying to remind myself, quit ever thinking this shit. Just, make something and do it. It's almost a style where you're letting the human brain fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm, exactly. Right? 
you just remove as much as you possibly can until until what's left is is the image. Mm-hmm. Just trim trim everything out. If it doesn't need to be there, get rid of it. This is why he didn't know it was so hazy outside, Jesse. Yeah, he's not he's not seeing it. He's, that I realize it's a hazy outside. But I, like <laughs> I walk outside, I'm like, oh, it's hazy. What that what's that about? Like because like, it looks like because it looks the, like August. That's the end of the thought for me. Like, I don't. I was gonna say it looks like August. Like when you go out, it's like a hazy summer day, but there's no humidity. It is 75. So you're like, what's this? What is going on? Like <laughs> it feels very bizarre. So it's early June, and we have been essentially uh, smoke attacked by the Canadians, and not even by the Canadians you would have expected. To They're do. trying to smoke us out. It's the northeastern Canadians. Yeah, the it's, worst. It's, the worst. It's, the it's Nova French. Scotia and the French. Yeah, the Quebec. This is Quebec smoke. The non-bathers. It's <laughs> it's not the hairy it's Canadians. Canada. It's hey. not from Alberta, hey. and it's because you know we have we have wildfires out west. We've kind of become accustomed to that, and it's this dry May snuck up on everybody, and all of a sudden there's like 200 wildfires in northeastern Canada. And then because it's a globe, we've got this weird like wind twist thing going on. And it's it's coming in from from the northeast. So I've not seen the satellite photos of like how it's actually moving. Yeah. So then there's these. Uh, have you noticed on your phone that you've had these air quality warnings showing up? No. Is that I don't that happen? You don't. I don't have but them. I know they're there. Are they from the I government? You're talking about. I I don't know. I don't have any. You have no national anything. I have all that stuff turned off. So my phone Google just populates it. Oh, because yeah, I don't have Google. So there's the <laughs> air quality index, the AQI. Uh, and there's like this scale of, hey, this is what good air is, this is what bad air is. And we've had, I was like starting to see these things popping up, and my phone's like, yeah, it's like a 152 today in Henry County. I don't know what the hell that is, but it sounds bad. Bad enough they're warning me. So I've gone my whole life never seen this in my life. I've never seen these metrics, <laughs> but I know that Jesse would be like, oh, we have to have a way to measure this. So they've, they've developed a scale uh, and green zero to 50, it's fine. There's no risk, there's no problems. Air quality fifty one to hundred, the air is acceptable. But some, you know, the old people that might be troubled by COVID are are the ones that are are you know, are, are potentially struggling with that. Uh, one hundred one to one hundred fifty is that if you're sensitive, you might have some health effects. What, but the general so public's not a problem. Besides, like that, what is the, what do these numbers represent? It is uh, sulfur dioxide in the air, carbon monoxide, particle pollution ground-level ozone, and nitrogen dioxide in the air. So all of these different factors that, that go right, into the into the air. Uh, so the, the scale goes up to like 300 and above. And yeah, like 300, 300 and above is like an emergency health warning. Everybody can be affected. It's a volcano. Don't go outside. Yeah, it's a volcano. So the scale goes like 300 and above. Well, like I just don't know when else you would have that. Like so it's literally it, here, like Dante's here, peak. Here's the thing. <laughs> You've seen these pictures from New York City coming out. Yeah. And it looks like the you know the sky has turned and it's just terrible. Like it, it looks just rough outside. So this IQ Air website says here's here's what it is across the country. And this morning it, in York, Pennsylvania, it was a 401. Was that a, like a monitor misreading, though? No, it was all over the East Coast. So they were all in these like horrific, terrible conditions this morning. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is insane. So you can see on this map here, Jesse, as we're doing the weather live on the podcast, uh, you've got this swooping red that goes like 
all the way from the upper Great Lakes across the Ohio Valley and out to like Washington, D.C., New York City. And it's this wind. Uh, the, the Canadian smoke has like essentially followed a hurricane pattern. Uh, so it's like and it's swooping. Around. Yeah. So okay. it's swooping from the northeast across the top uh, Arctic Circle or Is whatever, it swooping and coming back around. Clockwise or counterclockwise? I believe. It, it, it looks like it should be going this way because it's really bad, really bad, really bad. Lightens up and then kind of swoops. Up. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's going from the north to the uh, south, it, it, the west, yeah. the north. Yeah, so yeah. it's clockwise. Uh, yes, Thank yes, you. that would be. That that's would, why I use that word. We will. We will. We will say that's the case. We get Mark's not good at math. <laughs> clockwise. <laughs> So the, the takeaway I had with this well, is, okay. Yeah, that's a screen. <laughs> the clock's have nothing to do with it. All right. I, so, it's, it's, it's really confusing. To be so honest. are people going to care? Whoa, I'm not good at math. No. Are, are we going to no, be you like, said, this sucks? You said, we should talk about this. On the, I was like, why? We can't do anything about it. Because <laughs> really, you can't do anything about it. Like, I mean, we're, uh, America's sending a bunch of firefighting equipment to Canada to try to put out wildfires because you've got like oh, yeah, 200 wildfires started. We've got to figure out how to hoodwink this. In. You didn't even talk about regulations and stuff in Mark's career. He didn't bring it up. He left the opening over no, there because he's like, ah, no, I'm doing it from home. And no, I was like, no, Jesse no, no. paints outside the lines. Like he's got to support like, it. The most minimal effort on this podcast. The, the, no, that. I was going to say like to dip real quick back into the tattoo work. The Lack of regulation and tattooing is actually very mind-boggling. Like you have to be like certified to get your hair, like get color in your hair. Like the certifications required to cut hair is obnoxious. But to like shove a needle in an arm and put ink on someone forever, no, eh, don't worry. We're not, really, we're not really worried about if it. you if if it's a shitty tattoo artist, you're no go back. I'm not saying it needs a change. Same with. Haircut. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. saying it, I'm not saying it needs a change, but the but like when they were tr- remember when um, they're trying to get rid and maybe they did I think maybe they did get rid of the requirement for like uh, for cosmetologists, cosmetologists have yeah. massive yeah but mass, I thought they I thought they got rid of some of them they were trying to get rid of like reduce one of those um, requirements and everyone's like. Well, if they get the wrong dye, they're just going to have really bad hair and might lose it. I'm like, oh, that's really that's super terrible. But I'm like, these guys are shoving needles in people, and there's nothing going on. Nobody's checking anything. There's no paperwork, nothing. You're just, you're just putting ink in. I'm like, I feel like you kind of don't know what to look for. Like the people that come in to inspect that don't know what to look for. Well, I'm I'm saying even like as a concerned person, I, I not suspect looking there's for some sort of health department re- review. Just yeah, just, I mean, yeah. they came on to make sure that your stuff's clean, but there's nothing else. There's nothing to say that he depends, knows what he's doing. It depends by like state and county is kind of like what I've learned over the last few months. Like with where I'm at in uh, Hancock County is. It was fairly easy. Yeah. I just had to get my bloodborne pathogen, and you essentially just pay. I think like twenty five or fit. I can't remember twenty five bucks or something, and you sit for forty five minutes to get through, and you answer some questions. And then, other than that, I had to pay the county. I think fifty dollars for to get my actual like license, and that just by doing those two things alone, like labeled me as a professional artist, and it's just hilarious because I'm like, no. I've, I've got, I've got like, I paid, I paid you guys to make you happy as far as me being a professional artist. No, nah, I wouldn't say that you're good. You're good enough as far as they're concerned. Yeah. yeah. But again, like they had to come in and like, 
inspect my station and I didn't, I didn't know that. And I think, I think the guy that was doing it at the, or before in Greenfield is either like in a different position or whatever, because the, uh, a new person came in according to the guys I'm working with. And, uh, like that, I don't even think they knew that they were going to come in and inspect my station or whatever, but basically this came in and seen that I had a spot, my toolbox essentially. And then, um, like a, a, a dirty needles container. That was it. Yeah, but again, it's like, it's like the lady on the job site with a clipboard. Like, right. You know how to do my job. Ticking the boxes. Yeah. 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 yeah there's nothing that like, it's just mind blowing. Cause like, the beautician to get your license, you have to go through a legitimately approved schooling, right? Like you have all of that just to like cut some hair and put some color in it and know how they use colors, right? Like use the, the chemicals. And I understand like, yeah, you could get a chemical burn and that would be really bad. But I'm like, you can also be allergic to the ink or whatever. Like you're, I don't, to me, it's oh, like, yeah, you're not going to know that. Yeah. No, you're not going to know late. that, but I'm, but how to do, how to treat that or like what advice to do. Like, they call 911. You no, should they, see a doctor. No, no, this that. actually happened to a friend of mine. Like they are allergic to an ink and they essentially like have to go to the dermatologist. But like, it's just wild. Like, I don't, I'm just saying, like, you're talking about one, like, to me, like, getting my hair cut and then getting a tattoo are all, like, completely different spectrums of things involving sharp shit. Oh, yeah. One, and, one's, one's permanent. And one, and one is really heavily regulated relatively compared to the one where you're actually literally, a blood, lot of blood is being surfacing. There's blood involved, and they're like, yeah, fucking just go ahead and do it. Yeah, but it's so it's how the industry is set up. And no, I know it's tribal. Like it literally, like you learn, you learn how to tattoo from other tattoo artists. Yeah, and it's self policing, and you're you in your their bad habits, and you're feeding your own industry people into it. Where cosmetology and barbering, essentially, you're creating barriers to entry, so you don't just have some random person show up and start mm-hmm. doing it. That's, I mean, that's that's what it is, and they've used their political power essentially to erect walls and say, oh, you need two thousand hours of training to go be a barber. That's that's basically what it is. No, hair that's, braiding that's, licenses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's just you would have. When he was telling me about getting it, I'm like, so like, just look at Mark over there, and realize I've already wait, looked at Mark. Look a at lot. look him right deep in the eye, and realize Mark. people like Mark would need to spend the money, or to make the friendships with 150 state legislators to create rules to protect people like Mark from people that want to be like Mark. No, they they essentially need to weaponize government to to create barriers to entry to say that no randoms can come in here without well, going to Mark's tattoo store. Has to get into tattooing, like, right? Well, I was going to say most of them don't other. want. I don't, I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's right. the, the, we didn't get into the culture parts of it either, but we don't, yeah. um, because they don't want other people to get into it. Like it's a weird, it's like completely reverse from almost every. I'm going to use the word skilled trade because it's not easy to do where it's like most skilled trade and most trades you want to, you're trying to attract young people to come in. Yeah. You want to bring in youth. You, well, cause you need laborers for one, but like even in like computer software and stuff, some, if you're the person who gatekeeps knowledge, like the horde comes after you and like points fingers and essentially just calls you a dick and be like, what the, what is wrong with you? And even, I mean, there's, there's still uh, the other side of the spectrum where like 
companies safeguard their stuff, right? Their, their processes and how they do stuff. But inside that doesn't happen inside of those walls that doesn't happen. Um, but based off of like watching him go through it and talking to, we have mutual friends who are also tattoo artists. Like literally like, yeah, we don't want anybody in here. And you're like, well, that's weird. Like that is the weird, like there's enough tattoos to go around guys for real. There really is. Like, have you seen what people like everyone's getting tattoos? So it's not a lack of customers. It's like they're the only thing they're doing, right. Is like, you're, you're kind of choking the service. You're how you're how stressed the Mark is over there though. Not stressed at all. Like he's, <laughs> no, he's, he's not, not. He's not wrong no, though. They're choking the service so they can continue to get the rates they get, and like that, it's essentially creating job security, and that's how I think they see it. And then when they get old enough, they're like, oh, I guess we should probably get somebody in here to take over. But like, like it's it's just yeah, weird. It's, it's, it's a, a weird, walled garden. It's a weird and mentality. I, yeah, and I don't to to kind of add to it to comparing it to like. I guess like beauty school. It's like, you have to go, you know, do your X amount of hours, uh, learn your process and everything. And I get, there are tattoo schools and stuff. I don't think any of them have a great reputation. Um, but I, I also really don't know. That's to kind of add to a little bit more of that. And it's like to get into it, you should definitely, yes, get a apprenticeship, but not everybody can commit to an apprenticeship commit to hair school and i'm also the same person that's like well i don't need permission to try to like seek out the knowledge personally whether that's like practicing it at home on fake skin i don't think there's anything wrong with that the weird line is you know you see how much work i've put in on fake skin that look passable at what point are you going to decide to like take that to someone else's skin at your house and then you you don't know what you're doing, you don't know you're touching, you don't know the chemicals, you know like there's a ton of things. So yeah, you should get your apprenticeship or you know hang around and understand it. But it's like you can't just go do that. And like I, I feel like well, like you can go to like a beauty like a beauty school, and it's much more easier to get into to understand and learn those things. But like the tattooing industry is just. And I'm not like talking like I know a lot about it because like I'm still learning, but it's like, that's what I've understood. Cause I'm like, I've got my, I've had my toes in both, both sides. Like I've had the apprenticeship learned a lot, but I've also learned a lot at home by practicing just on my fake skin and just YouTube tutorials, YouTube for sure. I mean, again, like you want to understand how something works, get on YouTube. It's probably a thing. And that's like, looking back on it now, I'm just like, I wanted the apprenticeship so bad years ago. And I like, I didn't like seek out YouTube. I didn't seek out like messing with like the crappy machines I already had at home. I just wanted to do it like the right way and go into the apprenticeship and I get the apprenticeship and it wasn't exactly what I expected out of it. And I'm like, Oh, I can like learn at home <laughs> or practice this at home in my own time. When Re- I want recalibrate to recalibrate your own, you homeschool your way through your tattoo apprenticeship. I mean, 50, 50, I mean, don't get me wrong. I learned how to wrap a machine and like what I'm touching and everything like, and techniques and the apprenticeship. And I'm learning now. You know what I mean? Like it's, I've learned from both and it's, but yeah, you should definitely get an apprenticeship, but it's like, you can't just commit to an apprenticeship of, (laughs) if you're just curious 
are you going to do? Just quit your job and then like hopefully yeah, like, you get no. You, the like, boat's not close enough to jump into, Steve right? Down the street that's like has a shop that's going to bring you in and charge you money for it. Some maybe, maybe not. It's just like a, it's, there's so many different factors, and you know, there's just no clear cut path to it. Yeah, I was going to say it, it's it so difficult. And it's it's frustrating. <clears throat> Meanwhile, path. Jesse's over here just being retired, not having to worry about it. I mean, same. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> well, I, he's I, on vacation. <laughs> the, the path to the path is not clear, and I think what I hope is that there is a revolutionary change in like in the tattooing community to make it more under like easier to follow. Which YouTube is kind of doing that. Like there are artists who want to share how stuff works because it's I don't I don't like any niche thing where like people gatekeep information like that's disgusting and I it's stupid because what what the the biggest problem is you don't get any innovation right when you do that like mm-hmm. so if you're going to gatekeep it's like well no you're just limiting the number of people who can do tattoos so that you quote unquote are the best and it's like what you're almost afraid to like let other people in cuz you're afraid of the competition so it's so frustrating to me this gatekeeping thing is real and it's in the in the next topic we're talking about as well which is this this there's a t- comedian who's kind of come along from TikTok named Matt Reif. Uh, guy from Cincinnati has like blown up over the last 2 years. He's got millions of people following him on TikTok and he was doing these really small clubs and he uh he would he would do a lot of crowd interaction. Uh working pretty blue, but the guy's a you know super chiseled, you know, damn near model. I was going to say dude. that I've seen him before he blew up. Yeah. So I'm way cooler than everybody else. Yeah. I'm with you. I, 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 you know, but I have no I, idea what, what's going on with him. So, <laughs> so this guy's been very funny and he's been, he's had this meteoric rise. Now in the last six months, he's gotten signed to do because TikTok's made him famous because you don't go through the normal channels anymore. Now you, people get direct YouTube, they get mm-hmm. whatever and you can go viral. He's now announced the national tour. So Ashton Kutcher, uh, oh, 70 show. Okay. He and he and Matt put a video out and essentially announced that they're doing a world tour and tickets are going on sale. I believe tomorrow. So he's going to do a tour date in Indianapolis. With Ashton? Uh, no, Ashton was just a part of rolling out the announcement, kind I've of seen they did bringing a mainstream. See, they did like a video. Or yeah, they did. They did a video. Uh, it was this little. Uh, he was a genie essentially in the video. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, you get one wish. What's your wish? I want to be just like you. And, oh, I can't do that. Uh, all right, I want more wishes. No, I can't do that. All right, I want a world tour. Okay, sure, you got that. So he's do, he's done this world tour. She's going to go to IU in February of next year, and he's going to be at Indy at like Old National Center. So he's doing two stops. Here. So two stops in Indiana. The I then IU one is like Valentine's Day, but he's doing like October, late October. He's here. getting the information from TikTok. So is he making an appearance here on the Boss Hog of Liberty? So he'll be in Indianapolis. Okay. The tickets have been just to his regular shows have been going for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So it's all, you know, old national, there's this massive ticketing issue with tickets going instantly and getting bought up by, uh, scalpers or whatever. So now there's a counterculture of, Hey, he's saying, I'm going to do more shows. Don't pay more than a hundred bucks to see me. No matter what, just don't do it. I'd rather play. So he's saying, he's saying that he's saying, if my stuff gets bought up by people, just don't come. Well, he's making it either way. So he's like, just, just, just let the scalpers get screwed. So he's, he's trying to take the artist, the artist side of, of this before his tickets even got on sale. Uh, 
but it's been this fun counterculture of people that have a totally know who he is and they're super excited. And then watching social media the last couple of days of going, who the hell is Matt Rife? Well, it's, I mean, and that was, and that's where Jesse was today. Well, it's, I think it's probably like, I don't get on TikTok. Like I don't, I fucking hate TikTok. I think TikTok, YouTube. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I'm on, t- I'm on YouTube. If you're on Instagram, you'll know who he is in a couple of weeks. I've sent you his stuff before. Here recently, he probably didn't watch it. But He's not a good friend. I just, that way. No, I, no, I, I mean, like all of the shit. He's, Mark just doom send stuff. Like, <laughs> <will>. Literally, I'm <laughs> like, what is a, this guy doing right now? Like, I'm, nothing. That's what I'm, I'm like doing. technically retired, but I'm over here working, <laughs> trying to keep up on these messages. <laughs> but uh, no, like Zach, do you know who this guy is? Not till this. Not till this week. I still don't. Know. I mean, I've heard of him. I don't know who he is. I, but I haven't even went to seek it out. Like I was just like, I'm to the age where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like. This guy can do whatever he wants. I, was, like, I, I kind of Jesse's opinion. I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I have no interest in the guy. So I was like, I've got a show I want to go to tomorrow of this guy named Sam Miller, who I think's funny. Like, my, like he's funny. And it's like at a, it's called, like, they call him do not tell shows. So, like, you don't know where the venue is until the day of. Oh, shit. So, yeah, the, like but that, it's in Indy? Yeah. And, like, like it's, yeah. So, it's like a, but it's a comedy circuit, I think. So like they do like different shows in different places. So and they don't tell you who's going. So the only way you know is because you're following one of the comedians who says, Hey, buy tickets here, I'm one of the comedians. Yeah. Like so if you knew everybody that's there, you can figure it you out. You could probably build a composite. And but they're they're also like people might just show up. Yeah. So it's like I saw Nate Bargatsky and Nate Bargatsky in Nashville for five bucks like that. Yeah. So five they, bucks. Five bucks. This is twenty five bucks in Greenwood. So it's going to be a haul, but yeah, like I got to pay twenty five bucks, and then if I pay the twenty five bucks tomorrow, I get directions of where to go, and that's and I still don't know who's going to be there. I don't that think. sounds spectacular. So yeah, this this Matt Rife guy has blown up absolutely. He was they they did like Times Square billboards, like the whole thing mm. this this week. Oh, so yeah, the commercial press has been on. Somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers had him today at a workout or training camp, and he was playing with them. That's when I sent that to Jesse, and he's like, "What the hell is this?" Well, like, I heard about him. I heard someone keeps talking about Matt Rife. I'm like, the, the so memes have been the memes have been on point this week. Of like, uh, you don't need Matt Rife tickets. You need to change your oil, lady. Yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> the the candy my band today asked like who who Matt Rife is. I was like, you've seen him before because we've seen him a few years ago. He opened for Dane Cook in Indy. I was like, he's making rounds right now. So it's it's just funny. All of this is happening. But I guess I always so I didn't I, know anything about the. Well, I guess it's, it's the TikTok culture where like if you're not in tune with TikTok. No, then you have no idea. Like it's turning into like if you don't have TikTok, it, you really don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, or it comes this to Instagram is awesome. Weeks later, I, yeah, that's I, where I'm at. I've yeah. achieved bliss. I'm like, yeah. this is great. I I will never download that fucking app. You've, ever. you've achieved yeah. old man stage. You have no clue. Doing the dances. <laughs> well, I got it. So like, I got it years ago when like uh, remember Gary V was pimping it for a long time. He's like, this is going to be the biggest thing ever. And it was like before. I don't. He wasn't I, wrong. No, he wasn't wrong. He's. I think he might own part of it. But like, he, he doesn't look Chinese. No, no. Yeah. But he was like he. It was huge in China. And he goes, "This is huge already in China." He's like, "They're working on an app here." And like when I got on it, and like I found like some dude doing puppet shows with like the little like things that you pull, like the little <laughs> plastic things. And I was like, "This is actually <laughs> this is the quality content you look for." I was like, I was the only guy I followed on TikTok. I was like, that is hilarious because he just would have him and like stage him and like. Yes, he's here for puppet shows. I dude, if a puppet show is solid comedy, (laughs) whatever his fucking name is, the ventriloquist guy, 
What's Jeff Dunham. Yeah, huge dude. I would rather go and watch an old school puppet show. And if it's funny as hell, I would die and pay great money to see it. You mean you don't want to go see Matt Rife with like a what chisel, if Matt Rife has chiseled chin and what if Matt Rife has puppets? I say Matt Rife just seems like if he toured with Dan Cook, <laughs> this is even funnier because he's like Dan Cook. He's like this generation's Dan Cook. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's what people figure out. This guy, oh, this guy's not as funny as Dan Cook. He's fly by night and whatever. And I'm like, he's actually really funny. Well, so, he is pretty I mean, funny. And his, Dane like, Cook only yeah. to be is fly by he's night. He's going to be hated because all the wives and girlfriends are going to absolutely love him. He's the Jack Harvey of of the uh, of the comedy scene. I saw somebody else compare his, his apparently his rise to Dane Cook. And I don't remember how what? Dane Cook came to, uh, around. But he they, took, yeah, he, took, he opened for him. He opened yeah. for Dane Cook. But it would make sense. They like comparing it, like the phenomenon of because of Dane Cook kind of thing came in and real quick and probably through a non-traditional channel or something, but oh, Dane Cook did shows, but Dane Cook stole content and he got in trouble. I want to say he, he created problems in the car, the comedian community because, because he was he stealing, he was stealing bits. jokes. Yeah. He stole a bit from Louis CK and like yeah. Louis well, CK that guy had it coming. Did he still funny guy? He's still funny. <laughs> and the, uh, I mean, if you don't want to watch a masturbate, get the fuck out. But um, the he told you he told you what he was going to do. By the way, and take your plants with you. Yeah. So, but um, there's a um, there was implied consent, just like you coming on this show. If you don't tell us by five o'clock. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like, (laughs) gave a brief warning. (laughs) Dan Cook still content, but Dan Cook only also dropped out of the limelight. Because his mom and dad, or his mom died, or his yeah. dad died, and so he like went into a deep state of depression. Not that I'm like, I feel bad for that. Like, I know what that's about, but that's why he stopped doing comedy. It wasn't like he's like the crowd, like he didn't, like, he didn't, he didn't lose his crowd. He just stopped doing it. Um, the last, like Garth bit, Brooks, the last bit he did was like right. He tried to come back, and it was still sad and dark comedy. It was like a not Dane Cook comedy. Yeah. Um, so and it wasn't. Whatever Garth Brooks's alter ego guy was called, Chris Gaines, Chris and then Gaines. he left for like a decade. Now he's back. I think it, the, the comparison it says because I looked it up because I don't remember Dane Cook was a long time ago actually, and it, Dane Cook originally started. He was he built his following on MySpace, yeah, through his personal account. I think that's probably what they're talking about. It's like using social media to to come to make yourself popular and then expanding outward from that. As long as he doesn't use instruments or music as like a way to com- do comedy. He's way better in my book. That is very hostile people. to Rodney Carrington. I don't like music and comedy. I don't like music. Crossing paths. Like, it pisses me off. Like Jack Black? No. no Jack Black is the He's only talented. guy that actually don't gets a pass wrong. for me. But like, I just, I'm just so turned off by that. Yeah. And it's only because he's actually a really good. So, so I'll say this <laughs> as, as you guys, I know our listener group's probably not on the TikTok, but I'm your ambassador. This guy's actually funny. Although it's going to be really cool to hate him in about a week because he's already overplayed and, and people don't understand it. I think the dude's funny. But the dude is hilarious. Uh, and if you can get your wife or girlfriend tickets, you're going to be very popular. So the question but, don't, but, but just get in line to buy them for 100 bucks. If you don't get them, whatever, move on. He'll do other shows. I think we need to set up, a, and this is dark and black and uh, going to be frowned upon. And why we brought you on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we need to figure out like the over under on when he gets in trouble for underage situations. <laughs> he's already got the so he already has the troubled history. Yeah, he's being well, sold he's, as the bad boy. 
Well, then, I, you're I not think, a bad boy when you do that. I think like, the guy the had an OnlyFans account. Like I, he's already like, yeah, I think so. I think I think there was all kinds of stuff out there. <laughs> I didn't. So I don't there's know. nothing wrong with having an OnlyFans account. I'm more serious. Like when like he's going to be the uh, about, like an underage. What's his fucking Chris name? D'Elia. Chris D'Elia, where he just turns into this fucking dude who's going to have like charges out the wazoo of underage. Uh, Flav, Flav had that, and he was on NBC yesterday. The other day, Zach. Well, he's changed. He's a changed criminal. He had a picture with Roger Penske. <laughs> Zach Rodney Penske also is in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, it's that sounded interesting. Flava Flav's Island. He's it'll be the next. Uh, what's, what's the guy <laughs> that killed himself? Jeff Epstein. Epstein. It's a Flava Flav. Didn't kill himself. Then hang himself. Is Flava Flav capable of talking quietly enough to not get caught? <laughs> oh no! Is, is he even able to? Like, like I've never heard him like talk like a normal human being. So I'm not sure if that's even possible. So, Zach, this is what the part of the show where we try to explain to Jesse what happened in terms he's going to understand. Was this racing related? Yes. So it's a business story. Mark, about this floral thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a business story. So Joey Molinero is a friend of the show. Joey's podcast co-host is Connor Daly. They're on the uh, the Dirty Mo Network. Dirty what? Dirty Mo Media. What's the Mo part? Momentum. Money. Got it. Dirty money, dirty momentum. So they're on Dale and Hurt Jr.'s uh, Dirty Mo Network. Uh, Connor brought a sponsor, uh, which is the people that pay for everything, the Bitcoin, BitNile.com Oh, you've told me about this guy. I've seen it in the racing. Recently. Todd Alt, yes. Uh, Todd Alt. Connor, Connor brought Todd Milton Alt to uh, Ed Carpenter Racing at the beginning of 2022. Uh, they've had 18 months of not great performance. And yesterday, the announcement was made that uh, BitNile will continue on with Ed Carpenter Racing, and they're going to sponsor Ed Carpenter, and they're going to sponsor uh, Renus VK, all the teammates. But uh, Connor's no longer there, and they've hired another guy, Ryan Hunter Ray, to come in and uh, do Connor's job for him. You going to have a cutout of him in here, too? Uh, if Listen, if they bring me one, yeah, we will happily put a Connor Daly up. Right. Do you like uh, Connor Daly? He's fine. He's an Indianapolis guy. He's a local racer. He's from Noblesville. So you're supporting him for that reason? Uh, I'm not. I'm just reading it into the record. Jim Jones, also from Indiana. Big <laughs> I, my takeaway on the whole thing is that... I do like Kool-Aid. Motorsports Kool-Aid is, <laughs> uh, is a witch's <laughs> brew of politics and performance. That's, that's, that's what I said about it. And What is? Motorsports. Okay. The business of motorsports. Because it's you have to run well, and you also have to keep your sponsors happy, and that's every business year, right? But I don't. I think he failed at the <laughs> politics side. Is, is that is that? Do you agree, yeah, Zach? Yeah, I'm. Not, it's it's. Uh, Marshall Pert went into a little bit, and he didn't go into detail. He didn't go into detail. I, th- I think some people are thinking that uh, Connor complained after the 500 that they like that sponsors can sponsor an onboard camera. And they get to decide where the say they pay fifty thousand dollars for NBC to have a camera in the, your car. It's the Bitnile Link car camera, and they didn't put it in Connor's car. They put it in his teammate's car. Connor openly complained about that on his podcast, and I don't know if that was enough. I don't know if that was enough to, for this to happen, but it might have been enough for his team to just to say it. this is the chance we have to shove a wedge between him and the sponsor he brought, and to get rid of him but keep the sponsor, and and that might have been enough. Because he did, he complained about that like last week, and then he made it one more week. Ironically, though, he's the highest, he's the best performing car from that team the last two races. Even out outran VK at uh, by the end of the Detroit race, but 
So yeah, this, this famously happened a couple of years ago with the Andretti team, where there's a guy who brought. Are you familiar with Gainbridge? Like the Gainbridge building, only because they are part of the field house. Yeah. So this guy brought Gainbridge. <laughs> he's just, he's just well, before, he what it before is. they were really around. Yeah. <laughs> little Zach Veach brought him. He like met the CEO. Are you familiar through, with Gainbridge? No, I'm just you're, no. It's, 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 you're, you're, <laughs> you just look wild. He's got one on, uh, one off. He's uh, he's, just, he's put together. Yeah, Veach met like the CEO through his pastor at his church and brought him into the Andretti team. And then like what two years later they asked him. And now, not only is Gamers still sponsoring a car, they are everywhere at the Speedway. They sponsor the 500. They're, they're probably the most prominent sponsor at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the month of May. But Zach Beach has been unemployed for like what, three Zach years Beach now. is driving a two seater at this what point. What do yeah. they do? They're an insurance company. Game Bridges? Yeah. So I'm like, Group 1001. Yeah, no, but like so my guess, my question is, like, what does bitnile.com do? Nobody knows what these no, companies no, no, do. No, 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 that's, that's, this is where I'm taking this conversation. Why are sponsors dumping so much money? Well, I'm like, I don't know what the hell you do. And I don't even, I'm so lazy and I have the internet in my well, in Before in, the internet existed, I'm like, I'll never look this up. Do I, I need, <laughs> do I need a champion spark plug? I don't know, but they're on a car. Well, in seemingly, but that makes sense. You're at a race, you're like, oh, race cars, good spark plugs. Bit, I'm like Bitcoin and racing. I'm like, how? Yeah, well, and then, and then, well, and then Bitniles, I'm not even sure what they do now because they're, because they were crypto. That was their whole thing was crypto, which we well, didn't talk about today, but there's big ruffles. In crypto well, markets. that's obviously not been as big of a thing as it was two and a half, three years ago when they kind of came around. And so I think that what their goals are and what they are is changing because now it's turning into like, most time you see them, there's like, go come to the website, come to the website. And I think it's kind of like a metaverse kind of thing that they've got going on. Like, and I don't have any interest in going there. I've met Toddle and I wouldn't trust him with like a key to a door. I didn't own. Like he just looks like the kind of guy. <laughs> I wouldn't trust him with somebody else's Aldi shopping cart. No, he's playing. He's, <laughs> he's like, that's, that's, not, quarter. that's not his quarter. Don't, don't trust <laughs> it. Yeah. He just, yeah, you look at him and you're like, yeah, you're I, what, shady. Yeah, you told me. You're like, you need to go old, tall old. I'm like, and I looked at him and I was like. Get in on the gravy train while you can. No, he remembers. Well, this is because this is, this is the story is that you were like, you were trying to sell a Bitcoin picture. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, of that so market design. Yeah, I still have it. And I said, you need, to, you, need to, you, need to, you need to sell Todd Alt. Todd Alt looks like uh, Steve Bannon. Like, yeah. I don't know. In my head, that's like, he's like a Steve Bannon. I don't know if they even look alike, but that's whatever. No, not I don't think particularly. Not really? but, All right, but yeah. that, like I would, I wouldn't trust Steve Bannon either. <laughs> like they just like they gave me the same vibe. Well, when I see them, I'm like, listen, the Jesse, vibe. you are really not doing a good job of selling this painting. Just not alt now. Well, it's fine. It's not your we money. We really it's, need to sell that painting. Yeah, yeah. we do. Need to, both of us, <laughs> both of us, really it's, need to sell it's, that. Painting. It's framed and sitting on your carpet. You yeah, I'm gonna put it. On my I wall think it's frame. still wrapped. Do you want to donate it? We'll put it up in here. Or the, the old not. bitcoins. No. If you want to try and sell, no. if you want to try and <laughs> property of Todd Alt, if you want to try and sell it to Todd, then give it to Jeremiah, and then have him give it to Sarah. And this Sarah's thing is got huge. Pretty good shot yeah. selling, selling with the track. It's, it's big. It's real big. Um, yeah, we could transport it to Mid Ohio. Danny's going to Mid Ohio. My brother's going to Mid Ohio after the Taylor Swift concert. I'm going to put Danny in charge of selling Todd Alt this painting. There's I mean, a, the paintings. Sick. It's great. I ain't lie. Well, yeah, it was a great sick. idea, a great execution. We it's a great it. collaboration. All right. Yeah. Well, no, but, air, and I haven't seen one like it. So off yeah. air, we'll have a, a sideline conversation about the minimum that we'll take for it, and we'll try to sell it for a bigger number, and we'll just see how it goes. 
And and we'll see. We will reconvene in August. One Bitcoin. Maybe July. Just one. That's all we need. We just want to sell it for one Bitcoin. That's the minimum, yeah. All right. Like one, 27,000. One That's where the starts. All right. Yeah. I'm not breaking Well, that. Ryan Hunter Ray recently came into some money. He might be able to, willing to spend two Bitcoins on it. Well, what, I know what I his have. number. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give him a return. Maybe you'll make him two or three of them. No, just one. Yeah. Like, that's how rare this thing is. No, I'm, I'm saying, but I mean, if you spend one Bitcoin on it, sell the next guy one for a Bitcoin too. All right. So that's, that's the story there. Uh, Great story. I don't know what's going to happen with Connor Daly. I don't know what's going to happen with bitnile.com, but they found a way back into our news. Uh, final thought from me real quick. I, I'm going to start the final thoughts to show everybody how it's done. Uh, we have a big congratulations to Craig and Shauna DaCosta. Our uh, our patron and our uh, our very good friend from Hawaii, uh, Craig became a dad. Everest Hawaii. was born uh, a week ago, so he's home. Everything looks to be good and excited. But uh, saw that news came along, and in the time Craig has been a listener of the show, he's uh, he's found himself a lady. He's gotten married, become a dad. So we've gone through the uh, gone through the journey together. Craig Craig is the guy that vacationed in Indiana, came to the studio, visited here in 2018. Uh, and uh, from Hawaii, from Hawaii, <laughs> from Hawaii, he's been here. Hawaiians visit Indiana. What you did go he to, do here for entertainment? We we went to we had dinner. We, we went <laughs> where we St. Elmo's. Okay, yeah. I thought you were about to say Montgomery's. <laughs> no, it's close. R.I.P. I uh, know. Uh, we none of the tap house wouldn't didn't exist yet. But yeah, congratulations to Craig and uh, Craig and Shauna. The like. Thinking about that, like uh, one of my friends has a friend who contacted her and was like, hey, I'm coming from Australia and I want to visit, like, I want to see you. She's like, do you want to fly out to like Portland or something? He's like, well, I can't make that work. She's like, well, where do you live? She goes, I'd love to come see it. From Australia, you want to come from Australia and check out Indiana? All right. Major. Have, but yeah, have fun. No kangaroos. I have, I have some breaking news. Uh, Danny was watching the live stream, but he's, he stepped away, but his son is watching the program oh, still. Perfect. Uh, and I've received a note from Danny's wife, the wonderful Josie. And she said, Danny stepped away from listening to the podcast for a minute. We'll try to relay the message about the painting to him like this. Jeremiah said, you have to go to mid Ohio and own a <laughs> mid Ohio painting. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I think Will knows his uncle That's Jeremiah like, pretty well. Thank you, you have Will. to go. You There's not an optional. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's done. Consider it sold. Danny's that's, got it covered. That's, that's all, right. all I heard. That's uh, all I need. Uh, one for one Bitcoin. No, we got to figure out what his his percentage. What's is our yeah? What's Will's commission? Yeah, what's the commission for Will and? Might have to. There's a lot of people involved. <laughs> we, in the might commission do, here. we might need two Bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> one, for, one for us. Zach, what uh, what you got for final thoughts here, buddy? I don't have much. It's uh, yeah, I'm over the haze and. I didn't know. I saw it on Monday, and I was like, "What's burning?" And my friends were like, "I don't know." And it turns out Canada was on fire. So <laughs> I don't, those, I don't, I don't know, eh? I just yeah. hope they have it put out by the time I go visit in September. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even smell like maple syrup or anything. Like they're not doing a great job. But I've heard jokes that. that Southerners are just taking brisket outside and hoping it does something to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably worth a try. But other than that, no. Have a good weekend. All right. Mr. Mark, remind everybody how they can get in touch so that they can let you practice on them like they're an orange or a pigskin. Yeah, so if you want beginner tattoos... Uh, Sell it good, buddy. I'm 
I'm just being honest. Uh, nope. Uh, at Merker Mark on Instagram. For the time being, I'm just checking my DMs to see if somebody is claiming Flash or can do something within reason. Um, I'm not doing walk-ins or anything like that just yet. But uh, in the future, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. But yeah, I'm and, in. and if they want a custom Christmas card with them and their dog and their wife, yeah, definitely hit me up for that too. Which I did do a custom Christmas card last year. It was a very weird interaction, but it happened. Um, Can we get one for Jesse where he's like laying out on a couch covered? Yeah, in well, guys, I've been trying to sell him on doing custom cards for like two or three years now, maybe four. Like doing a set, like a series, and then you just print them and send them. Uh, it seems like you can buy those on bitmover.com. Good. I can sell, I can host them there. So, and, and Jesse, you have been developing your own business. Yeah. You've not, you've not taken the time to promote it, but we're here now. So we're going to do it. I've taken time to promote it on this show. Yep. Um, bitmover.com. Bitmover.com. B I T M V R. That is B I T M V R.com. That is B I T M V R. Dot com. What would you say that you do? You find friction points and you fix it? Yeah, I try to reduce your uh, the your friction, you know, and your little journey. You're like a lubricant. Uh, I try a to tech, apply, a, tech apply a little lubricant yeah, to your daily lubricant. processes. Uh, try to streamline stuff. I gave Mark an, an, uh, some advice the other day to streamline his business. He did not necessarily said sell this painting it. for one Bitcoin. Uh, it was more about how does it work intake. But, uh, yeah, no, the idea is to... You know, don't work hard. You people, a lot of most businesses I've been in, and most businesses I watch people do, people work the wrong way, and uh, like to come in and try to help change, change it up, and uh, help you work smarter, not harder. So, all right. So Jesse's Jesse's brain is available for hire. Yep, that is uh, bitmvr dot com. Bitmvr dot com. That is bitmvr dot com. Bravo. Indigo, Tango, Tango, Mike, Mike, Victor, Victor, Romeo, Romeo dot, dot Charlie, Oscar, Mike. All right, that's it. That's enough of this, everybody. Next week, I will be hiding out. Bitmvr.com. I will be hiding out up north. Uh, Dakota is going to be off working, so Zach gets the week off. Burm, 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 Our Bitmvr.com will be on the twenty second of June. Thank y'all. At Marker Mark, buy stuff. At Marker Mark.com. Bitmvr.com. Godspeed. We'll see y'all in two weeks.